wears the body? I say, ask the hairdresser. If there's ever someone in question, whether they did it or not, just ask the hairdresser. Um, and so we're gonna start with my uh, first guest. He is very close to my heart. We started off as strangers um, and he contacted me about taking out his dreads. Um, and it was an extremely lengthy process and uh, had you know a lot of patience, but that meant we spent a lot of time together and got to know each other really well. You know, now he's one of my closest friends. I thought he would make a great guest to kind of kick this off. So why don't we welcome Shoji? Uh -huh. Hi. Always good to see you. So we're gonna get you ready for Friday. Nice, I'm excited because Mike really offered me this uh, photo shoot and he was like, you know what Shogi? I'm gonna give you a free uh, shoot this time. So pick a date and yeah. And he's the one that did your photos before, right? Yeah, yeah, he always does my headshots, especially my acting headshots. I really trust him for the work. Do you know people have been really liking the color? Yeah. I still tell them that we're not done yet, but oh my God, people love the hair. Well, we're, we're pretty close to done. <laughs> yeah. Did I tell you about Orlando though? Like mm -hmm. I just got back on Wednesday. Oh my God, I loved every bit of it. Uh, I have a friend. Yeah. Uh, who was a condo down there. Yeah, you didn't really tell me why you went to Orlando. Well, I, I knew you were going, but I didn't know if who you were visiting or what you were, what you were doing down there. Right. I really needed this vacation. Yeah. I was so stressed out. I'm, I must I say I that uh, since last summer, I haven't been myself and I felt like I needed to just get away. Initially, I wanted to go to Minneapolis for like four days and then travel somewhere else. Mm -hmm. But then when my friend offered, I was like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, he was paying, he was paying for everything. Oh, really? Yeah, he offered really, he's such a nice person. And he was like, you know what, Shogi, just come with me, have fun and see where it goes. And I loved it. We uh, visited his brother. Mm -hmm. and also so some other friends from Mississippi, which is great, talking to them. You know, I like talking to people because I get to like learn stories and listen to what they've gone through. Yeah. But I learned so much. Do you meet any strange people? <laughs> strange, oh my God. <laughs> so uh, we're waiting for the rental car, right? I'm, I have the luggage with me and there's a long line and he has to like sign papers and stuff. And this lady, oh, what an amazing lady. woman. Yeah, she, she's like, hello, young man with an accent. And I was like, hi. <laughs> and she's like, oh, my name is Cheryl and I'm from uh, Mississippi and I'm just waiting for my husband to, you know, <laughs> get the car. But yeah, so Cheryl starts telling me about her life, her child. She had this five-year-old with her. I think that's her daughter. And she looked like she was like 60 or something. Mm -hmm. But she was a nice lady. I really liked her. And we started talking about the crime. But then she started praising the president, Donald mm -hmm. Trump. Mm -hmm. And she was like, well, you come from Chicago. You know how crazy it is. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. right, yeah. And I found myself just saying, mm hmm, mm hmm. Yeah. Really? <laughs> so, I mean, like, especially when you don't agree with 
um, what people are saying. Like, how do you deal with that? Like, what do you? Because like I find I just I just unfollow people on Facebook if I if I can't take mm -hmm. whatever it is, whether it's presidents or or just opinions about whatever. If anything negative, I'll just kind of unfollow them. How do you deal with it? Okay, there's something I learned through life. You have to learn to listen to people mm -hmm. because no matter how different uh, someone's opinion or thoughts are, it's important to listen to them because they see the world in a different perspective. And sometimes it does get uh, frustrating when you're trying to make, say, a sensible fact and someone doesn't get it. It's always good for you to just see people through God's eyes. How God will yeah, I've heard look you say at that you, before. I love right? That. Remember, it's beautiful. Yeah, and it, it gives you the compassion, the empathy, and the level of understanding. Where, if you see this person not either crossing over to agreeing with you, but you see this person also realizing that maybe this person is right, or you kind of see the surprise in them that wait. Well, and they're not making you, I think a lot of people are always almost looking to to get a response. Some people, especially oh. people into politics, like they want you to get mad. They want to argue and they want to, exactly. you know, they don't expect people to try to understand. You know what I mean? They're not used to empathy. They're used to, right. you know, people coming back with confrontation, I think. I think what really has helped me through life, it's because I grew up as a Baha'i. And the principles of the faith really helped me grow and develop into the person that I am today. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's really amazing when someone starts arguing with you, they're not ready to listen to you. Mm -hmm. So there are two things you have to do. If you choose to challenge them, then know for a fact that you're not going to make sense at all to them. So yeah, because they'll shut down as soon as you start to... Yeah, and a lot of people Disagree. think walking away is being a coward, but sometimes walking away just gives you the peace and allows your world Absolutely. to continue existing. And I think that has helped me avoid many situations. Mind you, I'm not saying that I've always been this perfect because there are times where I've wanted to say something and mm -hmm. I'm like, you better listen to me. And someone walks out, I'm like, why are you walking away? I think every challenge every situation I found myself in has humbled me. I've learned so much from people and situations like that. But you know, vacation was great and I think I missed home. I was like, let me go away somewhere warmer, but I was like, oh, I want to go back to Chicago. Yeah, There's something I about say, Chicago. I, every time I've ever gone, even if it, you know, is someplace really like, I always was really happy to come home. Yeah. Yeah. And actually going places and traveling is like actually helped me realize that Chicago is probably my favorite city there. Yeah. Not just because I'm from here, but... Isn't that interesting though? For example, like when I moved here, I started getting used to it, the different seasons. And I loved every bit of yeah, it. Yeah, I do love, from a fashion standpoint, mm -hmm. girl, please. <laughs> right? You know, like once you get bored with just... I get excited when it's time to bust out the, the you know, the winter coats and mm. sweaters and mm. boots and stuff. And then like... I think I look sexy in boots. <laughs> I think the guys would just come to me falling like, I just want him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I... I, I everyone looks sexy in boots. Right? 
I love traveling, though. I must say, if I talk to somebody here in Chicago right now,、mm-hmm. if I listen to their problems, they're completely different from the people that I met from this small town. Oh, well, yeah. And what life is. Or just Americans is, in general, I would imagine. Oh. Whether it's from Chicago or Texas. Don't get me、Texas. started. <laughs> America is very unique. That I've met people from different states and different cities, and I'm going to start writing like, the kind of food that I'll be eating. I usually try to meet friends like once or twice a week.、Mm-hmm. These are the people that I try to create relationships with because you get to go to a restaurant and you get to experience different cuisines. And I think Chicago offers that, and that's why I love it. <laughs> yeah, and I think the, the whole thing with food and different styles, the world is getting smaller. So, with you know, the internet and social media and stuff, like,、yeah. the world's changed quite a bit. A few weeks ago,、uh, someone from Slow Food was like, Hey, Shogi, we really like your support. We would like to feature you.、And、from where? Basically,、uh, you know, fast food,、mm-hmm. like fries, burgers, and all that stuff. But、mm-hmm. Slow Food, they focus on traditional methods of cooking and authentic cuisines that, you know, are still traditional. And、oh, okay. she reached out to me and she was like, We would like to do something with you. And I. I was like, what should I make? What should I make? And I thought of this dish that my grandma used to make、uh, plantain. She would、mm-hmm. either fry、mm, the plantain, plantain or steam the plantains.、Mm-hmm. And what I developed over time was mixed plantain with coconut milk.、Mm. So I ended up making plantain with coconut milk and I ended up having like、uh, eggplants as my side. A glass of wine, of course. Of course. A lady needs a glass of wine. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad to see you. It's been a while. It has been a while.、Oh, I remember that night we took out the dread, like the last dread lock、oh、you had.、God. I was like, oh my yeah, God. Yeah, and didn't that last dread take, like, like, it seemed like it took forever? Yeah. Because it was the last one. <laughs> and showing up at work with my hair looking like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's so funny. Everyone was like, Are you okay? What's wrong with your hair? I'm like, I'm still working on it. I think、yeah. I've been saying that for like a month now. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure once we have the headshots, people are going to love it. Yeah. Well, I'm just glad that we, we, you know, you still have hair. Yes. Because, you know, if you follow what most people will say, you know, you would have just had to shave it off. and... As we know, that's not the case. You just have to have the willingness and the patience to do Some it. Some people are just lazy. Some people don't have the patience to do that kind of thing. Like, I like little, you know, I crochet. I do, I, I'm kind of a, you know, hands on, like, that fits my personality. I think some people would just go nuts.、Yeah. And that's when you end up tearing the hair out and trying to rush it. I mean, I've seen your art and stuff, and I really like it. And I think reaching out to you was very important for me. Because remember, I told you what hair means to me. It's、mm-hmm. so sacred. Yeah. It's something that I respect. And each process that I go through has to be respected by the person doing it. Right. And meeting you, it's、yeah. been awesome just to have this three creative minds in the same room and just talking about life. It's. It's been、Speaking、amazing. Which, let me, I'm just going to hit play on my thing here. Let's play a little O3. Okay. Yeah. Just, just for, I know, love that. Have、them. a little background. Oh, by the way, have you had a chance to watch the show yet? 
I've seen the like kind of teasers, you know, yeah. like the clips and stuff, but I haven't actually been able to watch an episode. Channel 25, every Thursday at 11 p.m. Yeah, but what if you, because see, we don't have cable. You know, so like, where would I, where would I find it? That's what we're hoping for. So we have about two more months uh, of it running only in Chicago. And hopefully once- On that one channel though. On that one channel. But okay. uh, season two might be a national show. Uh -huh. So you'll be able to stream it maybe on Netflix or something. Uh -huh. So that's something that we're really working on right now. And okay. the producer as well, she's like amazing. And she's talking to different people every single day. She goes to sleep like at four in the morning. <laughs> Trying to like promote Right, and show? wakes up at seven. So I'm wait, like, is, that, is that Mei Ling or is that? Yeah, that's Mei Ling. Mei uh, Ling. Mei Ling Jin. She's also one of the main actresses. Right, right, yeah. And I, I don't think I've actually met Mei Ling, but I know of her and her work. Oh, she's an amazing human being. And I think she and I have quite a similar story. Moving to America, trying to make that yes. dream. You know, I think some of us still have that perception that America is the land and we're going to achieve, you know, our dreams. If, you, if you're focused and you keep on doing it, I mean, I've been here for two years and I have acted as a background actor. Was that me? A background actor? You never mentioned the background acting part. Oh, 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 right. <laughs> You're a big character. star. Yeah, I'm big a big star. star. <laughs> but yeah, I did some, some of that. And then I started getting speaking roles here and there. But this so far has been one of my proudest moments because it, it's a very diverse cast. Mm -hmm. uh, I know, that I noticed. And what? I love that, like one all the ages, actresses? all... Yeah, one of the actresses is from, uh, she's Cantonese, China of course, but Mei Ling as well, she's from uh, China, mm -hmm. but she's American. And I ha we have Ivy, me, who doesn't even fit, I don't know where I belong in the show. Mm -hmm. Because I've tried to audition for stuff mm -hmm. here in Chicago, and the only other definition of black person is African American. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm like, hi, I'm from Africa, yes. I've only been in America for five months. Mm -hmm. What does that make me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I never get the part, but this show really has been interesting. But I'm hoping to just get more work, you know, from this or whatever. There's one thing that I feel that a lot of people need to admit is that we are all immigrants, no matter yeah, where you come we from. we all have roots somewhere. Somewhere. And uh, one thing though, that was a Sometimes big mistake. Roots. Yeah, was making, in every chat that people have, it's like they try to make white the default race. Yes. And then this creates a lot of problems, even within the same community. But if I come from, North Island, I want to be proud of where I come from. And and that doesn't stop me from being American because of I was born here, mm -hmm. that makes me, makes me American. Or if I move here and I get to become an American through, you know, registration and all that, I become an American. I'm proud of this country. I'm part of this country. Mm -hmm. And Obama, yes, his parent, his father was from Kenya. Right, but so it, that's what he was saying, yeah. His mom was American. 
she was American. Right. And that makes him American, you know? And that's what's in the Constitution. Well, and he was born here. And he was also born here, so... So that's like... Ancestors exactly. are from... And I mean, I don't go around referring to Ireland as my homeland, mm. but, uh, I, but, I, but I can relate to that because many of my ancestors were from there. And, you know... I think we have learned how to use words. We have learned how to use numbers. But we don't have the emotional intelligence to communicate with each other. Mm -hmm. And instead of people trying to prove each other wrong, they should try to help each other and build each other up. I would say this, since the world started forming into societies, into kingdoms, into governments, into countries, it's the time where people need to start communicating with love, need to understand and the fact that we're on this planet we share a common, you know, factor that can help us. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't have to hoard everything to be happy while someone else is sleeping hungry. I want to be able to have that other person. Once you have to help people, well, they're going to be rich as you. No, we are all different. We all have different talents. We all have different capacities. Mm -hmm. And helping it's, people doesn't always mean with dollar signs. Exactly. Sometimes it's just talking to someone. There was this incident one day, I was on the train and this older gentleman just said, hey, can I, can I, can I talk to you? And he was very scared. I was like, no, sure. And he was like, I have never seen someone sit like you. Sit like you? I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, you have this grace when you sit down and I just watched you as you walked in and you sat. And I just had to ask you a question, where are you from? And mm. I was like, oh, that's cool. Well, I'm from East Africa. I moved here. You know, I told him the whole story, the whole spiel. I gave him all that. Now I'm more myself and I'm very comfortable with my body. Mm -hmm. And I've always felt like this is home for me. I grew up learning about movies in Hollywood, you know. So one thing I must say, though, uh, a big misconception is that like a lot of people from Africa don't speak English fluently. Yeah. Uh, however, we do have institutions that uh, are very good institutions and I went to a very good school. Not just though your English though, I mean the, your, the accent. The accent. So it's really, you know, you don't have much of one. I think, yeah. And <laughs> That is so funny because I created this. I mean, uh, my family was very poor when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. And I didn't get a chance to go to school as other kids would go. To, you know, like three. Uh, what age do kids go to school here? Uh, like preschool is like three. Three? But kindergarten's five. You know. Five. So I went to school pretty late. And when I would see people go to school, like my fellow uh, age mates and stuff like that, I was like, I need to learn something. And my mom, she knew I loved movies, so she brought magazines at home, ah. movie magazines, and she was like, why don't you read this? I must say, uh, the very few people who talk like me, and this accent was something that was formed through all those lessons that I've learned through life. Mm -hmm. My father was pretty fluent in English and French. And uh, your French isn't, isn't too bad either. Oh. It's not bad, but when I speak to a, 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 a real, French person, yeah, they, they're going to say, like, oh. where are you from? They will get the tonation of the words oh, and everything, yeah. but I sound like an American trying to speak allez-vous and all that stuff when yeah, Americans yeah, yeah. are trying to speak French. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs>
I think that's where I got it from, and I just so just watching movies and stuff. Watching movies, reading, perfecting every word that I say. I'm, I think I'm doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, I had a friend that was from New Zealand and South America or South Africa, and so his accent was kind of like a combination of the two. That was very. Oh. Um, Do you have his number? No. <laughs> And I, I was just kind of impressed when I first met you, like, wow, like, how did you... I think something beautiful happened because uh, intermarriages between Europeans and Africans, mm -hmm. between Arabs and Africans, between Africans themselves and different tribes and different nationalities within the continent, it created mm -hmm. this beautiful nation towards like even you even here in America you have people from the south who have a different accent mm -hmm. than people from the north to me uh, that has been one of the things that perplexes me about humanity trust me you're gonna see this I'll be looking at people while they're talking and I'm just staring at them because mm -hmm. I love how they talk and the accent the, the pronunciation of the words I know me too I think that's beautiful there's a story behind it even the word bloody hell, which I like saying. Or sometimes, instead of cursing in English, I prefer cursing in French. If you go to France and are speaking, you know, they know right away you're Canadian, because it's just the different dialects. Exactly. Oh. And, uh, for example, I come from Republic of Congo. The mm -hmm. French that we speak is fluent. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, well, it depends with where you're coming from. Also, your social status uh, defines how clear your French is. And right, yeah, you were kind of telling me that. That I thought was really interesting. Yeah, it's it's kind of like English with me, for example, how I speak. If I say I'm from Africa, a lot of Africans would say he's either from a wealthy family or mm. is you get to go to a good school and all that stuff. And but you could tell it, by the way you speak. Exactly. and uh, But you get to meet other people who have gone to, you know, just regular schools or public school and they have a complete different approach to speaking and using words so mm -hmm. it's interesting and, and that's the same thing in French and I think it's even the same with English you can tell when someone hasn't well had the proper I think in America it's quite informal compared to uh, uh, English spoken in, in the United Kingdom mm -hmm. and yeah that's true it kind of makes it relaxed so people can get away with a lot of things you know when you say something here you even mm -hmm. create wo words like brunch you know mm -hmm. and now it's added in the dictionary but in england you, <laughs> you have to be respectful and be like your majesty and all that stuff mm -hmm. i had to learn uh growing up uh when my father started doing well in business i had to learn how to comport myself and how to walk and how to talk and how to look at people and smile. Ugh, yeah, like crap. you were telling me that how you would go to certain places and people would be bowing and you were like, you oh. didn't know how, you know, you were just like, what, what, what's happening? Yeah, so this incident happened in Rwanda uh. and nobody knew, like I had just moved there. I had been there for about a month and this three men, walk, I was working at a restaurant Mm -hmm. And uh, this three men, one of them is like, your face, 
I was like, what about it? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, your face is so familiar. What's your name? And I said, my name is Shogi. And then he just started bowing. He's like, oh, my prince. I'm like, no, I'm not a prince. I'm just a regular person. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to serve you. I'm not a prince. And he's like, no, no, no. The reason why I say this is because I know your father. Your father used to live here in Congo. Uh, he was an amazing man. He really loved people. I was like, how does that make me a prince? You know, in my head, that, this is yeah, all I'm yeah, thinking yeah. about. But just having that reaction because of the respect. Would, would you say that because, oh, okay. I was going to say because of the respect. Is that because your father had money or was it because he... No, with the, with the money part, you know, it was just in Africa, anybody who has affluence. Like politically, you mean? and Not and necessarily. Business? Just oh. someone that is respected within the community. Mm -hmm. Whether you have money or you, you are just respected with how you run your family or just who you are. Mm -hmm. A lot of people will give you the salute or bow. And it's not like an extreme bow where it's, oh, you know, mm -hmm. but they just bow to it's show like a, the respect. Just a shine, okay. Yeah, a sign, a sign of, of respect. respect. Yeah. I gotcha. But uh, one thing that I really loved about my family, though, was that we grew up poor. And then we had money in our life. But... Having money in, in my family really changed a lot in me in terms of learning how to communicate with people, learning how to handle money because a lot of people don't know how to do it. Respect the king, respect the servant. I think that's one of my main philosophies in life. I feel like I'm talking too much, I'm sorry. No, <laughs> that's what we do. Are you yeah. kidding me? Like what we talked about, the music, art, and we were just talking about politics and how the world should transform and all that. Uh, mm. A few days later, I got into like a discussion with someone and it kind of got in, you know, it helped me from the what we talked about. Mm -hmm. It helped me give him a much simpler perspective because when we were talking, we had like all these complex things to go through. Mm -hmm. But then this was simplified. I was like, grab an Uber. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. So that's how easy it was. But I feel like our talks just lead to something great. I usually go home and just write down things that we talk about. Yeah. And it really helps me uh, focus and learn also how to think American. <laughs> well, I liked, you know, we had our little talks and our time together and everything. I always thought of Africa as this really scary place. Mm. I mean, I'm sure it is, you know, things that you read and, and you know, uh, gorillas in the mist, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, like that's, that's like my, yeah. you know, my only reference, you know? And so like, when you're telling me some of these stories about like your childhood and that, the, the, the silly story about your school and the dress code and your uh, hair yeah. and cutting hair and oh in high like, school it, just, it was it was yeah. uh, you know it's this is something and a lot of Africans know this for sure uh, Africa's story has never been told fully mm. uh, the only parts of Africa being told are either the safaris which right. don't happen in every country. People still think Africa is a country, you know? It's, it's a continent. Mm -hmm. And uh, life happens there. Their cities, their, you know, yeah. the wealthy people. You know, life is beautiful. 
-hmm. You have access to clean air and organic food. That's inexpensive, right? Whereas compared to here, to eat healthy, you have to spend more. You know, I know it's crazy. Every part of this world has a part of you know a story of it that's scary. Like America, for example. When I moved here, I told that I was moving to America. They told me, "But you're black." <laughs> you know what they do to black people in America? I was like, yeah. "No," you know. They're like, "No," the you racist people. I was like, "No," listen. I when I was in Ireland, yeah, um, people would ask, it, it, not like the bigger towns that everyone's heard of, like Cork or Dublin, all that stuff. But I'm talking these little tiny towns that are maybe like a mile long. You know, they don't have computers and social media. You know, they would ask me things like, "Oh, you're from Chicago? Oh, you know, aside from Michael Jordan, you'd get all that. Do you know Michael Jordan? You know, <laughs> you'd be like, ah, no, um, but." they would ask if we had palm trees. And oh. I was like, palm trees? Like, <laughs> we're in the middle of the country. Like, our winters, like, my dad, uh, you know, will send me a text. Do you know it's colder today than it is on Mars? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, thanks for sharing, Dad. Thank you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's good I, to know. <laughs> I think that's why I love where we're going with this, because I mean, even the people who traveled and wrote stories about Africa, they didn't know much about the continent, so they they just wrote about perception. Yeah, it's uh, all, like yeah. Columbus. People finding out the true story of this guy, he was just lost. Yeah. And then you know, people <laughs> yeah, there, finding there out no the real like, story. There was no real grand. idea of where he was going, and like this is American. This is where I'm going, and this is what I'm going to call it. No, no, not at all. But. Uh, with technology and hoping that people in small towns and small villages will have access to it in the next few years, they get to see what's happening here. Uh, when the elections happen here, someone from a very small town messaged me on Facebook that I met and was like, Are you okay? <laughs> I was like, yes, I'm fine. My aunt in Belgium, uh, she's not even in uh, Brussels, but she's in a small town in Belgium. Mm -hmm. And that's where her home is. And she was like, Shogi, I know you're in Chicago because I just saw this huge march happening. Women are marching and all that. I was like, wow, mm -hmm. this yeah. is happening, you know? Although that was happening all over the world. So. It was, but you know, this is something but. that she got to see what is happening in Chicago. Something that didn't happen back then where someone yeah, yeah, will yeah. ask you, did you guys really march? Or were they just making pictures of, you know, five feet? But yeah, technology is really helping us learn about other places, learn about how people live in those cultures that we have heard of. Mm -hmm. And for example, America in Africa, it's considered the, wo the world of the, you know, people here are wealthy. Everybody here has money. Mm -hmm. But everybody thinks that, yeah. They get to see veterans sleeping on the streets you know they get to see homeless people yeah. people who need medical attention who are suffering from ailments and all that they're like wow this happens in america as well so people yeah. get to learn this for example africa's story was never written down oh, so, so the there's no like history books basically well there maybe now but there's some from not Timbuktu. as it was happening there's some from timbuktu but people learned about other parts of the world through stories like someone who escaped uh, from a capture would come back and say wow there are people living like this 
So people are finding out these things, and we have technology, and yeah. I wish we had more time to hang out. Of course. I love the fact that I learn everything from scratch every time we talk. <laughs> I step from scratch every time we talk. I'm like, oh, I just learned something new today. Yeah. You know, thanks everybody that tuned in. Um, and there'll be more episodes and, you know, we're going to keep on having a blast while we do it. And we'll see you shortly. No bark, Daphne. <laughs> <laughs>